to the Diamonds Girlcast, a place for honest conversations that empower and support you in your faith. Welcome to the summer sessions for the Diamonds Girlcast. I am sat here with my lovely friend Laura again. How are you? I am good, thanks. How are you, Bridget? Yeah, doing good, thank you. I'm excited to be actually digging into our summer sessions. It's great to kind of, yeah, really get going and today's topic's so, so important. Um, yeah, excited that we're going to chat about it. Amazing. So today we're thinking a little bit about labels. And when we say labels, I don't mean the fashion labels that you wear around your neck or whatever. Um, we're talking about like the metaphorical labels that we wear. Um, we're going to get stuck into that. But just on the topic of labels, Laura, what labels do you recommend or don't recommend or things that have happened regarding that in your life? What's been going on this week? Well, mine is actually about a label of food and it's an experience that I have that was quite negative. When I was at university, me and my flatmates lived together in the same flat for three years. And one of my flatmates, Grans, used to give us these care packages full of sometimes quite random items of food uh, and a lot of the time we didn't know what to do with them and over the course of three years we accumulated a lot of stuff and when we came to the end of our time at Dundee we realised we needed to kind of eat our way through the cupboards and we found six jars of pickled beetroot. Now pickled beetroot is not something I normally eat and we weren't really sure what to do with it but because we thought we were being quite savvy we knew that beetroot was a kind of quote superfood and we thought oh this will be great let's cook it up in a way that will be delicious so we drained all the vinegar and we gave them a rinse and we're like oh that's probably fine and then we made six batches of smoothie oh my word and it looked great looked absolutely you know it was beautiful pink we'd put berries in there we'd put all this other stuff in it it wasn't until the massive first gulp that we realized Pickle juice goes all the way through the beetroot and giving it a rinse won't take that away. So my recommendation is don't use pickled foods in smoothies and my not recommendation is definitely not pickled beetroot. That's actually disgusting. It was. And the worst thing is we kind of tried to choke it down because we didn't want it to be wasted. Yeah, not a great experience. There is that thing though, isn't it? Like when you know that something's gone wrong, but you don't want to quite admit it and you're like, do you know what? Let's just plow through this. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. I've Jesus often done that with like, you know, food that I've made and I'm like, no, it really is quite tasty. You know, it's really, really <laughs> fine. And then I've actually gone, this is actually me. And like, yeah. yeah, I had some brownies I made um, for the kids a number of months back. It was the beginning of lockdown. I was really stressed. I, you know, I mixed my quantities up and um, oh. yeah. Do you know what? I actually took them off the kids. Although bless them, they were really good up for it. I think because they oh. were heard the word chocolate, they were like, oh, yeah. I need to eat this. Yeah. And I was like, no, these really are not edible. Um, <laughs> It was when my, uh, my husband Tom came down the stairs with his brownie still intact with a tiny bite out of it that I really knew it wasn't that great. Yeah. He's like, sorry. Uh, um, so my recommender slash don't recommend this week would be, um, do you know what? Like, I hate reading instructions. Um, it's the, probably the big picture person of me. You know, I'm, I'm a big vision person. I don't like details. So do not give me a budget to work out. I hate it. Um, <laughs> equally, I hate reading instructions. I also hate reading labels. And... Um, yeah, like our kids recently, I think I've mentioned before, I've had some allergies over the summer and, you know, reading labels on things is really important. And I all of a sudden realized there was loads of stuff in the stuff that I was using for their skin that was irritating them. And then, you know, you've got this whole guilty thing of feeling like, oh, I wish I'd read the label. Um, 
Anyway, so I'm recommending read labels before you use stuff. It's really mm. important. Um, also, you know, even things like instructions for things. Tom's always like, Bridget, have you read the instructions? I'm like, no, don't be silly. <laughs> He's like, well, maybe if you start there, you'll find that it works. Um, so I recommend reading instructions, even if you hate it. Absolutely. That's, that is a definite bonus. That is a good tip, um, for sure. Well, as we've been saying this week, we are talking about labels. And it's not the fashion labels, but it's the labels that kind of come along with us. Last week, I introduced myself. I said a few things about myself. You could maybe say that I labelled myself. But when we think about these labels, it's maybe ways that we describe ourselves, family, friends, other people describe us. But I thought it'd be interesting to find out, Bridget, how do you label yourself? I thought it'd be a good exercise to say, I would like to know what's in your Instagram bio. Oh, man. <laughs> because this okay. is a way you're labeling yourself. <laughs> okay, right. <clears throat> okay, so this is what my Instagram bio says. I'm going to still get you back, by the way. Just saying. <laughs> Watch out next week. <sighs> okay, <clears throat> my Instagram bio says, wife to Tom, mom to Josh and Esme. Those are all true. Uh, it says... <laughs> just to clarify uh oh man okay um director at diamond scotland pastor at village blog beginner at bridget raising hope okay that's so what that it says is, that's five labels that you've put on yourself just on your instagram bio alone wife mum director pastor blogger well can we just clarify it does say blog beginner and I'd like to emphasize the beginner okay beginner blogger yeah I, I mean it does say the word beginner just to clarify yeah did you just put that in there yeah no I didn't <laughs> <laughs> you're so mean um yeah okay what does yours say Laura okay mine seems a lot more serious mine says <laughs> blogger also <laughs> Uh, blogger, environmental scientist, TEDx speaker, climate, climate activist, zero waste wannabe, Christian. Okay. So I have also labelled myself um, on a very public platform for, for everyone. So these are some of the labels that we, that we use to describe ourselves to the world and to anyone that we, that we come across. Yeah. And so like, I think it's fair to say, right, okay, it's not a bad thing that I've labelled myself a wife. Mm. Ultimately, that is true. And that is a good thing. Um, and the other things are good things as well. And the stuff on your list, Laura, is really good stuff. And actually, today, we're not saying labels are bad or labels are good. We're talking about what are their impact on us? And actually, what does it mean for us to then walk out our identity either under them or as a result of them? And how do we fit into um, thinking about how do we deal with what God says about us and what happens when that balance maybe becomes unhealthy or not so good. Um, so we're not saying labels are bad. We're just saying, what is the pressure? So I think that's probably where you want to go next with this is, you know, the labels that we do hold, the way we do describe ourselves, even if those things are true, like, you know, what, what are they and why are they even there in the first place? Like, what is the pressure? And I think we do live in a society, don't we, Laura, where, the pressure to be certain things or to perform in a certain way. There's a reason when someone says, you know, who are you? And you're like, okay, I, I need to share who I am. They need to get the full picture and they need to make sure that picture is a really positive one. Um, and so, you know, we do have pressure to wear labels. We do have pressure to wear them in a certain way. And um, 
yeah, that can be sometimes difficult. So I don't know about you, Laura, do you maybe have an example of wearing a label and that having an impact on you to a certain extent? Definitely. I mean, you know, labels are things that we might have been born with, things that we have put on ourselves, things that other people have put on us. And all of them come with different pressures, whether that's pressure that we put on ourselves or other people. One of the classic phrases I grew up with was all about the family name. And it was about the fact that, you know, my dad particularly was saying, you know, when you go around, when you go to school, when you're at church, when you're out and about, you carry our family name with you. You know, my second name is Young. And that is, you know, my dad's name, my mum's name, my brother's name. A lot of my family are called that. And there's this pressure that I need to be a good person. I need to be a good citizen. I need to be a good student because I've got this family name that's attached to me that, that is a representation of where I've come from and my upbringing and so much more. You know, and many people, if you've got siblings, will have been to high school. And if you're, so I'm, I'm the younger sibling, so I've got an older brother. And people go, oh, Laura Young, is your brother Craig? And it, there's this thing attached to you because of a label that you have. But I think it's a positive one. I think it's a good pressure, but that pressure is from family. It's something that I was born into this name. I was born into this label. Um, but that's definitely a pressure I felt with a label that's been attached to me my whole life. Yeah. I think that's the thing we're talking about. We're not talking about like getting rid of this label. We're going, what is the pressure? And how is that impacting how we view ourselves? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And this is, this is a label that I think at times was frustrating, you know, trying to not go to school on the last day. My dad was like, well, they'll know that you aren't at school and you've got your name there and that's the family name. And that was, and that was a frustrating, annoying thing. But actually I now love the fact that, you know, we, we hold our family up high and, and I want to be a good person, not just for my name for many reasons, but actually it's a good pressure. Um, so I'm, I own that label and that's a really positive one. Um, yeah. But I'd love to know if you have a label that you have or have been given that, that gives you any pressure or you've had an experience with. Yeah, I mean, I think, let's be honest, like we have the impact of labels the whole time and those pressures can be helpful, like you're saying, or they can not be helpful. And sometimes it's even about um, re-swinging that balance the other way. Um, so I think one that jumped to mind to begin with is probably something I've mentioned before on our podcast is, you know, I... I'm dyslexic and being at school with dyslexia I personally found really hard um, it wasn't that I was necessarily teased for being dyslexic but it came with a certain understanding about if you are dyslexic then you're this or you're that or you're not good at that mm. um, and you know I went to a great school that was really good at empowering um, other sides of your education not just academic um, you know creative music art that kind of stuff and so there is this idea that if you're dyslexic, you often can be more tuned into musical stuff, creative stuff, because um, often people who are dyslexic are also very creative. And that is actually true. Um, and I probably say that's true to a certain extent for me. But for me, I really struggled, particularly when I came to university and I had this voice in my head that said, oh, because you're dyslexic, you can't do this. Um, and actually, do you know what? I had to learn to own that because some of that was true because I am dyslexic, it does mean that certain things I find more challenging than probably somebody who isn't dyslexic. You know, it's about not how clever I am. It's about how I process information and how I understand things. Um, and sometimes that's misunderstood by somebody. And so as a result, they maybe have thought, oh, Bridget's not very clever or Bridget's being stupid or, you know, those kind of things, which aren't helpful words to describe myself or somebody else. And so 
for me, it's been a journey of learning to go, that is true, that's not going to change. I'm not going to become undyslexic. Um, I'm learning to learn how I learn. And then as a result, go, this is true. But that doesn't have to be a negative thing. And I think that's the thing, isn't it, about um, it's often us who define something as whether it's being negative or positive as opposed to the label itself. I guess it depends on how it's talked about. But for me, that's been about me owning my label, going, I am dyslexic but that doesn't mean I can't do something. I love um, what you said there, yeah, about the owning it. That's such a key point. I, and I think there's a journey there too. I've had to learn to, yeah, own that in terms of it not being a negative thing. And, um, and that comes, I think, with just how you learn to value yourself and your identity. And that's a journey, which is one of the reasons why we're talking about this over the summer holidays. Um, but I think, you know, you've got an an example you were going to talk about, about what is the impact then of the labels we have? Um, the labels that maybe we have been holding on to, um, it's good to understand where the pressure comes from, but what about the impact they have on our lives? Absolutely. So often a label is a fact, you know, it's a, it's a fact that we ourselves make positive or negative or maybe other people around us or society. But actually it's, it's not always about that. And it's actually now what's next. So we maybe have a label, we've accepted a label, or we're trying to make ownership of a label. But what's next is actually what happens to us once we realize this. What place do we start working out of when we have a label that's maybe negative? And when we have a label, you know, the one that you've shared with us, do you work out of a place of negativity because you have this label of dyslexia? Or do you flip it and own it and make it positive and adapt around that? And there's so many examples of people using something that might have been negative um, or have negative connotations and do it really positively. I love the example of, there's a famous person who was dyslexic and it was the inventor, owner of IKEA. And it's funny that the reason IKEA, I believe, has been so successful is because, you know, you walk around the shop and it's an amazing layout. It's really simple and you get a great experience. But also you take these things home. None of the instructions have words. It's all photos. And it's a different way of being able to build things and create things in our homes. And this is somebody who took a negative label of being dyslexic, flipping it on its head, using it to their advantage, and then creating one of the world's most iconic brands and something that is so easy for everyone to take part in and it's all about where are we working out of when we have mm. a label is mm. it a positive place that we're working out of or is it a negative one that we're kind of stuck in I love that I love that example it's brilliant um and I think as well like the positive or negative thing might be because somebody has given it to us in a positive mm. or negative way um you know the stuff that you mentioned around your family you know, it sounds to me like your family are positive or they've worked that out in a positive way. And so that has then had a positive impact. And um, I can think back to some people who made comments maybe about my dyslexia and they weren't given in a positive way, but I have a choice what I do with that. So that yeah. label is true, but it's up to me what I do with that in terms of, am I walking out of that in a positive way or a negative way? Um, which probably leads me kind of on where we wanted to land today's episode was thinking about, right, how do we get that balance right in thinking about um, how God views us, the labels or the things he says over us, and the things that the world around us gives us, the things that people say to us, our friends, family, situation, circumstance. And so we're not saying get rid of your labels and have nothing, but we're saying how do we hold that balance in letting 
God say stuff about us. And I think for me, it's been about um, learning to hold on to the labels that are true about me lightly, lightly enough for them not to define me. Um, so I am dyslexic, that is true, but it doesn't define me. I am not Bridget who's dyslexic. I am Bridget who's a child of God. And God says so much about me way before I am dyslexic. And actually, I need to somehow learn how to hold that in balance with each other. And that's a journey, right? Let's be honest. And so we're going to unpack some of the stuff and, you know, the episodes that are coming our way. Um, but how do we hold it lightly? And so I think a place to start, no surprise, is the Bible. Um, and so I just wanted to read us, um, it's Colossians 3. And it's talking about the labels that God would give us. Mm. Um, and so, you know, thinking back to the labels maybe that you guys feel like you're carrying, the stuff that maybe you find hard. Um, this is who God says you are before those things. It says, so chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline, be even tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offense. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It is your ba basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. And, you know, like, there's lots of stuff in there, and we're going to be using maybe that passage to unpack some of the next week's stuff. But actually, like, my label I wear is love. I wear that as a Christian. Um, the label I wear um, is compassion, kindness, quiet strength. Um, and, you know, those are the things that define me. I'm not a good friend because I'm dyslexic. I'm a good friend because I'm able to be loving. Um, I'm not able to walk into the plan God has for me based on my dyslexia. I'm able to do that based on who God says I am. Um, and it's the same, you know, for, for whatever label you guys are wearing, and those could be positive or negative, God says so much about us before we wear the labels we often do. And sometimes it's about readdressing that balance. Um, so, yeah, we hope today's uh, episode has encouraged you guys to know that um, God's got good things for you and his labels are worth holding on to. And it's not about letting go of our labels, but maybe readdressing that balance. Thanks so much for joining, Laura, as always, and we'll speak next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Diamond Girlcast. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Until next time, why not visit our website www.diamondscotland.org.uk for more information or connect with us further over on our social media platforms. We would love to hear from you.